Good morning. It's September 4th, and welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion to the book of the same name. Today's title is Hove 2. Be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46.10. One of the fascinating things about sailing is that Unlike motoring or snow skiing or driving or jet skiing or water skiing or cycling or riding a scooter or just about any other means of travel, there is no intrinsically obvious way to easily stop. A sailboat is to some extent at the mercy of the wind. If it's blowing, you're going. Now, of course, this assumes you have your sails up and sheeted in, not just flying in the breeze. But even then, the breeze will find a way to move your boat with even the motion of the free sails and the wind effect on the hull. Once you're sailing, whether beating toward the wind, reaching across it, or running away from it, your bow will be moving if there's wind. Unless you take advantage of the one place a sailboat can never go, directly into the wind. We've taught a little basic sailing in earlier devotionals, and hopefully you remember that while a sailboat can turn into and through the wind, so that now the wind is on the opposite side of the sails than it was when you started your turn, called tacking, it cannot point its bow directly into the wind and stay there, simply because of the physics involved. However, if you back the jib or foresail in a manner called heaving to, you can bring a sailboat to a complete halt quickly, even in a stiff breeze. Originally, I had described this maneuver here in detail, but upon review, forget it. Just trust me. There are lots of reasons to hove to. The wind may be getting too much for your craft. You may have a man or a dog suddenly washed overboard. You may need to go below for some reason, like an instrument check, or perhaps you need to go forward to attend to some rigging that has failed. In any event, the ability to stop is as important a skill to a sailor as it is to the downhill skier. The ability to stop is important in all walks of life. You may be working yourself to exhaustion on a project. You may be in an escalating argument with your spouse or a child. You may be pursuing something that everyone but you realizes is unreachable. You may be teetering on the edge of an addiction. You may be tempted to cheat on your taxes, on your business partner, or on your spouse. Just stop. Hit the pause button. Stop and listen. Believers soon realize that God is always right there next to you, listening, ready to guide, but you have to stop and give him your attention. Now, we've noted before that a text out of context is a pretext for a proof text, and I don't want to misuse this one. The psalmist quoted in our opening is addressing those enemies of the chosen people who continually assail them, warning them that to make war on them is to make war on him. But I think the passage applies to our circumstances as well. When you get out of control, either in an argument or even driving yourself over the edge, you are warring with God in a very real way. You are imago dei, made in his image. And when you fly off the handle, party to excess, such that you are inebriated with drugs or alcohol, argue in a mean-spirited way with your loved ones or colleagues, gossip about another in any way, use expletives or disparaging marks about other people or groups of people, well... You are staining the image of God that you are. What the psalmist is saying applies. Stop. Even when you are simply overworking, you are hurting the one who created you and loves you more than you can imagine. When you finally stop, maybe try and listen for that still, small voice that Elijah heard, 1 Kings 19.12. It's still there. Dear Heavenly Father, 
Forgive us when we forget from whence we come. You have made us in your image, and we blur that reflection when we hurt others or ourselves. Let us be a light to the world, not a shadowy distortion that misleads and undermines the faith of others. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.